0: Welcome back to the MTG Goldfish Podcast, episode 69, Milestone. We're getting there. Close to 100 close to 70. I don't know. Uh the crew is here as always with you. Seth, what's going on? What's up, guys? How you doing? I'm doing okay. A lot of big news today. Richard, what's going on? Ready to dive right in? Oh yeah, let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. Chaz as always, the crew is here with you. Um we were gonna talk about some it's actually kind of funny. We were discussing... Uh, we actually thought it was going to be a slow week, and then we got a a bomb literally dropped on us uh, with all this uh, awesome news. So we're just going to dive right into that. We have a ton of fish mail, too, so we want to get to all of those as well. So let's just get things rolling. Huge announcement out of uh, Wizards today. They named it Announcement Day, so I guess we're just going to roll with that. Uh, announcement Day. We have, like, six new things to talk about we have new products we have two new sets in kaladesh and aether revolt so kaladesh is going to be the uh october set a lot of people have been speculating so kudos to everyone who nailed the kaladesh uh plane for the october set aether revolt is going to bring that up to for the two set block then we have the commander 2016 edition so this is great news for you uh, commander clash folks. Uh, four color planeswalkers. I I'm excited for it. I love four color planeswalkers. Um, commanders, commanders, not planeswalkers. Oh, commanders, <laughs> commanders, right. <laughs> getting them getting that mixed up. We're we'll get into planeswalkers in a second. We have plane chase anthology, so all the plane chase stuff bundled together kind of like the uh, the dual deck anthologies. We have dual deck Nys- Nyssa versus Obnixilis. So I'm assuming it's going to be Nyssa, Voice of Zendikar, and Obnixilis Reignited. Uh, so those will be the dual deck for the Planeswalkers. We have Conspiracy. We have, but we already kind of knew about that. And then we have this awesome new uh, Planeswalker deck and the uh, Kaladesh bundle. But they'll be this. These are the fat packs being rebranded as the X set bundle. So in this case, the Kowadash bundle. Whew. All right, so let's jump right in. Seth, what do you think so far?
1: Uh, that's a, <laughs> a lot to digest all at once. Yeah. It's really, yeah. really interesting that they just did this big dump of product announcements usually stuff trickles out one month we'll get this one month we'll get something else so kind of interesting that they gave us like the whole second half of the year all in one day like here's what's happening including the second set of the fall block which is really crazy i don't think they've ever at least as far as i remember announced two sets at the same time like the next two upcoming sets so a lot of it looks really sweet uh i think that I'm excited for it. I think a lot of it looks really sweet. I have some questions about specific things uh, that we'll talk about as we go along, but as far as the big fall set, it's really sweet. It's going to be artifacty, and I love artifact sets. They're some of my favorite sets in all of Magic, so I'm definitely excited for the Kaladesh block uh, starting this fall. So that's the big takeaway for me, is that block's going to be awesome.
0: Yeah, I, I'm really excited, too. I mean, I'm not a huge fan of Artifact-centered uh, planes, because I lived through the first Marodin, Meriden and Darksteel, and it was crazy, so I, I always get a little uh, uh, just a little cautious when we go back to Artifact planes, but Richard, why don't you chime in, what, what do you think of uh, Announcement Day? I think it's
2: weird, I, I don't know why everything had to come at once, kind of like Seth, we're kind of getting overloaded, and Certain products will get shad- overshadowed by other products because we're going all the way out to January of next year with uh, Aether Revolt. Uh, this is part of their new two-set cadence, I guess, but uh, I don't know why we needed to know the second set in the Kaladesh block. But uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens because we have a ton of things. Remember, on top of these six products, we already have Conspiracy 2, we already have Eternal Masters, uh, we already have Eldritch Moon. Like, Who cares about Eldritch Moon anymore, right? Like, We're already on to Kaladesh. So it's just an overload of magic products. So either this is the awesome new age of magic, where we're getting stuff left and right, or magic is uh, incinerating, and this is their last hurrah to get money. So uh, either way, I, I don't know. It's it's a little exciting, but a little scary at the same time.
0: But Richard, we have uh, we have a uh, what? What's the planeswalker? Hold on, they they gave us the phonetic this time. I'll try to. I'll try not to butcher this. Uh, Sahili Rai, come on, what? I, that's a, they, <laughs> they need. I don't know. That was an anticlimactic reveal.
2: <laughs> they need to show oh, her doing something crazy. Sahili. She's just standing Rai. there in the city, like with some artifacts or something. Like they, they, yeah. they need a more spectacular way to to reveal her. Yeah, I, and, I
0: do think it's a lot at once. It is kind of overloaded. Um, here's a couple critical questions and not to like deter from the hype because I do think there's a, a lot of positives. There's just a couple questions. Like you said, Seth, that uh, I also have as well. They might be the same, similar to what you were saying. Firstly, what if this, like, how would you have felt if this was something they really uh, mentioned at the pro tour rather than an article? Like, what if it had much more significant impact Is it because, I mean, Richard, maybe just for you in particular uh, on this one, would you have been more enticed by this if it was announced at a Pro Tour? The same way, like, you know, Sahili Rai, the same kind of announcement, but at the Pro Tour, is it just because it's in an article form?
2: Oh, definitely. Like, you you can just imagine it, right? They show some CG scene of some weird futuristic steampunk city with artifacts rolling around, and everyone's like, well, what's this? And then, you know, like, this planeswalker jumps in and does something crazy and that that would get everyone hype immediately but instead we like barely have the uh, set logos we barely have the symbols i believe people found them on other pages and the japanese twitter eventually released them but you know we just have one static image from kaladesh i think they could have revealed it in a much more spectacular fashion and they could have saved stuff like the planeswalker deck for an article but the set i think should have come with the trailer
1: and it would have it would have made the mood of the last pro tour a lot better if they had announced the fall set instead of being like, "Hey, screw you, pros! We're taking all your money." Like, I don't know why they didn't just no, just no, like no, switch no. those. Do the screw you pros in this little one paragraph article that maybe people will skip over and make a big announcement for the sweet fall set. They
2: knew everyone would talk about the pro situation. That's why they saved the set. <laughs> if they talked about the set, then they knew it would be overshadowed by the pros. Wizards is just one step ahead of the game here.
1: Yeah, or or one step behind, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, other, the other thing you mentioned, Richard, that makes a lot of sense is why they told us a lot of stuff. They also didn't really tell us much. Like, all we're getting is, like, dates and like, a couple, like, keywords or like, I don't yeah. know, selling points for the set, but we didn't get any cards. We didn't learn much about most of these products. It's kind of just like, this huge dump of here's what's coming for the next six months in like one sentence form. So even though they told us a lot of stuff, we don't know much about any of the individual products really. Yeah, Prepare
0: that your is true. Yeah. I think it's, I think people appreciate the transparency and that's good. They like to know what's coming down the pipeline and that's all great. I mean, like I said, it's, it's, it's exciting. There's a lot of stuff coming down the line. Uh, a couple of we'll get into the details about the specifics on the 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 pre the planeswalker pre cons the you know that that individual stuff but um I I think a lot of people are are happy that it is Kaladesh and you know a lot of people have been speculating about it finally we get to know that it's for sure we have two set the the two set cadence and maybe that's why they release two sets maybe because it's not three sets anymore that they figure. It's two sets. Might as well tell them both. They don't even know anything about it anyway, so let them just get hype for it. Um, So maybe that has something to do with it. Uh, Another question was, so they didn't do it at the Pro Tour. Richard, you agree that they probably should have done at least the Kaladesh? You know, you have a a video or something like that. They could have still done that on the article. I do agree with you. Um, We're getting overloaded here. How much do you think that is... Some sort of compensation for the bad vibes kind of that have settled uh, over the last few weeks, because the last few weeks we've had to talk about some some doom and gloom kind of, not really doom and gloom, but kind of really critical things about the game and you know and wizards and how we feel that it could go in a better direction. Uh, do you feel that maybe is kind of like an overcompensation, we just get overloaded by all this news? Do you feel that has to do with anything or no? I don't think it has to do that's with anything. That's just a anything. general question, yeah. Yeah, I don't
2: I don't know that this was like, oh my God, panic, release this. Uh, I'd, I'd actually be more on the side of uh, leaks. Like, uh, you know, Wizards doesn't want to mess around. They don't want to hold this information for too long. Just get it out there so no one can leak it. But even then, I think that's kind of weak. I think Wizards was just like, here's all this stuff, have it, right? But <laughs> I, I don't know that they thought too much into it. Or, or, you know, they're trying to show goodwill or anything. I think that's just their general goodwill.
1: And I I think if okay, their goal... Fair enough. If they wanted to create goodwill, I think just, like, announcing the fall set would be enough. Like, that's what everyone would be talking about. So I don't think that, like, releasing a whole bunch of additional product announcements at the same time really achieves that goal at all. Like, are you really going to be more excited to know that in December or the end of November you can get Plane Chase anthologies? Like, does that make things... More positive than just knowing about Kaladesh and the fall set,
0: right? Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I guess, I mean, the more information you know, I guess it's you, the more you get hyped for. But yeah, I mean, I don't. It doesn't do anything particularly for me.
1: Maybe it does for other people, but and and we knew a lot of this stuff. Like, we yeah, know, we little know more of it now. But the dual deck always happens. Commander always happens. The expansion sets always happen. But now we actually have like dates and names. And yeah. speaking of names, maybe my favorite part of this whole announcement is the winner set, Ether Revolt, actually has like the A and E to start Ether spelled out as letters instead of that weird scrunched up like, Ether <laughs> Vial, which is impossible to type into like half the websites. You try to type in Ether Vial and nothing recognizes it. <laughs> yeah. So that was yeah. a good call by Wizards to uh, put real letters into the title <laughs> of the set. Yeah. yeah that Don't was, worry. Uh... The,
2: the cards will still have that weird yeah, there you go. thing. Yeah. I think the I to my existence, guys <laughs> actually,
1: they they said they are gonna go back through and uh, era all the cards.
2: Wait, what really?
1: really? yeah, Forsyth, I believe it was Forsyth that said it on Twitter. Someone from oh, Wizards said wow. on Twitter that this is the new normal, and they're gonna fix it on all the old cards as well. There's a lot
2: of weird symbols if you go back, there's like the o's with the dots on top and <laughs> yeah there's all kind yeah. of accents on like ease and stuff like trust me this is the bane of my I, existence like why I, doesn't this card show up in my collection i'm like i don't know wizards decided to, to spell it one way here and one way the other way yeah i yeah. can't
1: even i can't even say half the words right that don't have little like dashes <laughs> and dots over them so i'm glad they moved away from that
0: <laughs> yeah your your inability to say all those words actually rubs off on us so i i get very, uh, <laughs> I get very disturbed. uh but, Oh yeah, a little financial, uh, uh, j- just tidbit and aside, if, if you were holding Nyssa Voice of Zendikar for whatever reason, unless you dire, like in a dire need to use them for standard, uh, it goes without saying that you should probably get rid of them if you can.
1: Yeah, and yeah, Obnixilus re- is already fairly irrelevant, it's not that right. expensive, but Nissa actually was, so uh definitely a good good advice jazz to get rid of it
0: yeah yeah i mean i'm assuming that's the one that's going to be in there so i, d- oh, I, d- I doubt it's going to be any other
1: also worth noting on the finance front a couple things one is plain chase anthologies plain chase cards uh, some of them have yeah. never been printed in any other set so unlike the dual decks which are all reprints these are actually cards that are pretty low supply, which are suddenly going to get a lot more supply. So right. it's going to have a, a pretty significant impact on the prices of those cards, uh, potentially.
0: Yeah, I, I do agree with you. Um, speaking, speaking of that, I, I think it has some financial implications, not really. But more so, we wanted to talk about, uh, we were getting there. Okay, so the Planeswalker pre-cons. Let's Let's start with these. So these are replacing intro packs. We, you know, some time ago, no more. They said no more intro packs, no more, you know, all that stuff. Dual or uh, uh, event decks, you know, none of that. So here we have the planeswalker precons. So the again, these are replacing intro pack rare or er, decks and intro pack rares actually. <laughs> so we won't have to talk about them anymore, Seth, <laughs> <laughs> on our on our reviews. Uh, so that's good, but. Fourteen ninety nine, you get two packs. This promo planeswalker, and so what we know about the deck is you're going to get two rares that are centered around the planeswalker. So they have an effect, and they also fetch the planeswalker. And then you have like a couple uncommons that are based around the planeswalker being in play, and then you get you know a bunch of other stuff. So uh, what we did know, and th- at first I thought. These planeswalkers were going to be the planeswalkers from the, you know, corresponding set. Turns out these are going to be tybalt esque, you know, ten mana horrible planeswalkers, geared towards newer casual players. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's that's what we that's what we get. Did
1: did you uh, read did you read the announcement, Chaz? It said they debated. Uh, how many abilities to put on the planeswalkers and it was between zero and three. How do you have a zero ability? What is, what is that? Like a, like what's that artifact? That's nothing. It's zero mana, nothing but indestructible. Like, is that the planeswalker? Straight up an
0: emblem when it enters the battlefield. (laughs) It literally, it literally comes in with loyalty and I guess just has loyalty on it. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. How do you, I don't know how that was going to work, but Yeah, so let let me just get your thoughts before I chime in again. Uh, So, Seth, I know you're not as enamored with this uh, part of the announcement.
1: Okay, well, I really like that they're doing this. Intro packs were horrible. They were unplayable. We do supplemental product videos of a lot of stuff, and we never did them for intro packs because they're just that bad. It's not even worth thinking about them. So I think these will be a big upgrade and probably sell more and be more exciting than the intro packs. The thing I don't like is printing new cards that aren't going into expansion sets. Like There's just a lot of potential problems where if Wizards misses and accidentally makes a semi-playable Planeswalker instead of a Tabalt, that that card could get way out of control price-wise, because the supply is going to be super limited. They've done stuff like this before with reprints, like those 30-card booster battle new player decks, but those are all reprints. So your Shivan Dragon, there's already a million copies out there, so it doesn't really matter. But the idea that these are brand-new cards and the only way you can get them is buying these intro, intro decks or Planeswalker decks, I guess they're called, that's pretty concerning to me, and I think yeah. it sets a bad precedent uh, moving forward.
0: That is that is concerning, but I, I think we should talk about that a little more in a second. Richard, I, I just wanted you to chime in. Yeah, I, I don't know if that fear is
2: actually going to be a reality. Like Wizards is pretty good at printing bad cards. Like <laughs> of all the intro pack rares, like maybe two <laughs> have seen play like ever. So I think Wizards will be able to make planeswalkers that are bad because this they even explicitly say this is not for standard players. This is for players that show up in Walmart. And they're like, oh, awesome, Planeswalker, I want it, right? These are going to be, like, super janky 7-mana Planeswalkers that do mediocre things. So in that sense, um, I think it's good. You know, it's a product for casual players. Uh, a Planeswalker is much better than, you know, some random Sphinx uh, yeah, from absolutely. your Blue Intro pack. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's good yeah, for yeah. other casual players. Like in Commander, you now get even more Planeswalkers, right? Uh. And what I fear is, though, they're diluting the the specialty of a Planeswalker. Like, the reason why Planeswalkers are so cool now is because they're rare, they're powerful. When you have all these bad Planeswalkers, like Tybalt, like, it kind of just dilutes it. And, you know, soon enough, Planeswalkers won't be special anymore. Just like Legendary Creatures used to be special, right? Like, when Legends came out, that, that was the, you know, the, the first appearance of Legendary Creatures. And... They they had a story, and they were unique, and there was Legend rule, and then now no one even cares anymore. Like, is that where Planeswalkers are going since we're shoving them down everyone's throats? Like, that's where my fear of this product comes in.
0: Yeah, to to touch on that, I think, I do think that's concerning, Richard, but I, I do think it, it I, that is definitely a con, but I think the pros kind of outweigh the cons on this one. This, like you said is a much better product, and I mean, I went out to say insane value. I mean, maybe not insane value, but to a to a new player, to a casual player, I think it is a lot better value than what we were getting before with these intro packs. Exactly what you said, Richard. You don't want some watered-down, terrible foil sphinx. I mean, yeah, it's foil, it's cool, alternate art. They started incorporating that. But again, it's mostly terrible cards. Like you said, barely any of them ever saw constructed play, or let alone any kind of other play. Um, and I think this is a lot better to get like a planeswalker. If people feel better about it in terms of being oversaturated by planeswalkers. If, if these aren't really part of the main storyline, maybe that has something to do with it. it. Maybe people won't really be, you know, as concerned with that. And at the same time, I mean, aren't we really oversaturated with planeswalkers anyway? I mean, I've, I've played since Lorwin when the first round of planeswalkers came out and they were rare, then onto Alara, they became mythic. I mean, since then, I mean, now we're up to what? I mean, this set alone, Shadows of Innistrad, four Planeswalkers. I mean, aren't we like just getting to that point where there's tons of Planeswalkers already? Yeah, I, I don't know. Do we I'm need gonna... to add more. <laughs> yeah, no, we yeah, are. I right? know, but 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 that's like, I I think that's part of what we felt was lacking with Wizards and where they were going with the the whole branch out to more people, branch out to more people. They want to sell their characters. They want to sell characters and like Planeswalkers. They're like superheroes almost. I mean, I I tweeted out. It was like half joking. Like, oh, you're you're all like excited for all these Planeswalkers? Like you're buying all these Planeswalkers from Walmart? It's so cool. Come see Magic the Gathering, Civil War. See like Gideon and Nyssa and Obnixilus all battle out on the big screen. Like isn't that where – that seems a lot better than like here's a crappy, you know, angel of deliverance like you know I wait what do I do with that what do you do with that I I don't know I feel like this is definitely a step and and like we were talking about this the last few weeks kind of like uh you know they could do this better you know we had kind of these critical thoughts this is definitely a step in that right direction to appeal to more people like just I I, I guess what what you said Richard just shove planeswalkers down their throat I mean it's better than you know random I mean soul soul swallower I mean what are we going to do with that (laughs) Yeah, I think you hit it right there, right? I think
2: it's a branding thing, right? We're we're going to get all the Planeswalkers in our face all the time and that's what Wizards is going for and I think that's correct, right? I think that's the narrative they want and they want they basically want Civil War. Right? They want a movie. You know, in 10 years they want to be Marvel, right? Look, we right. have like 8 billion characters. Let's pull any storyline <laughs> and make a movie, right? Yeah. Like that's ideally where you want to go, right? So yeah, I, I think I think you hit it right on there.
1: I yeah. I personally don't like that they're heading in a direction where the only characters that matter are planeswalkers as far as story purposes. Like I think uh, I miss having legendary creatures and those type of things that could be the face of a set and be a major player in the story. But now it seems like if you're not either a planeswalker or something that's the enemy like the nemesis of the planeswalkers, right. then you're just like some character that doesn't especially matter to the set anymore. So I yeah. don't like that it's so, exclu- like, story-wise and flavor-wise. I wish other non-Planeswalkers could still be major parts of the story.
0: Absolutely. I, I do, too. I-, I think when it's conducive, right? Like, I read the original Ravnica books, and they were awesome. And that wasn't based around Planeswalkers at all. It was based, on, actually, all on these legendary creatures, like uh, Waza or not Waza. Uh, what was the one before that? I don't remember. Argus Coast. You know all these all these uh, legendary creatures that were in Ravnica, they were actually cards. Esperia, uh, yeah, all these all these cards. Um, and I think that works when it's conducive, but I mean, for the most part, people just want planeswalkers, right? They don't they don't want to hear about, uh, you know, I don't know, just some random person in the Marvel universe, even though he has some significance. They they want to they want to see Spider Man. They want to see. They want to see, you
1: know, Captain America and Iron
0: Man, right? That's I think fair, that works a little better.
1: That That's a fair point. I, I mean, I think, like Richard said, I think it's the right choice for Wizards to keep focusing on Planeswalkers because they are the most popular cards and the most important characters to the story. I just hope they don't go too far and forget about all the non-Other, all yeah, the yeah, other okay. non-Planeswalker characters that could ben- help out the story and support the story.
0: Yeah, I, I do think... Well, yeah, like a general Tazri, they they had like a kind of a whole backstory on that. And it tied into, I mean, the most recent, like, Oath of the Gatewatch. So that was, that was good. I do agree. They shouldn't, like, leave other characters in the dust. But I do think they can play them up to, like, help aid the story
1: in these Planeswalkers or whatever. Because how, how long, how many years or sets can we go, if this is completely about the Gatewatch and those, right. like, four or five Planeswalkers... Isn't that going to get old eventually? Like, yeah, it's another Jason Chandra story. Like, sooner or later, you got to branch out from there, right?
2: You start killing them and bringing them back to life. Yeah, Civil War. There's
0: a a riff. You know, they try to sign, you know, a, a document and. (laughs) <laughs> One side doesn't want to sign it. One side does want to sign it.
2: You know. But, but joking aside, look at like Superman or Batman or something, right? Like literally like decades of content, and yeah. they come up with weird ways to keep it fresh. So I think I think Magic can kind of do the same story wise, yeah. uh, mechanics wise. I have no idea how many variations of plus one draw card minus two <laughs> removal <laughs> ultimate win the game like cards can you actually make i don't know so uh, we'll, we'll see how that goes
0: yeah um be- before we get into fish mail there's still some other uh, uh things i want to discuss so so we have that I-, I do agree with you seth i do think it's a little weird that this is the only way to get these specific planeswalkers it reminds me, um, I know a few people that do branch out to other uh, trading card games, and they were talking to me about the uh, – this was just recently – like the Pokemon 20 uh, anniversary thing. There's like one every month, but the only way to get the packs like inside is from these things that are sold at like Walmart or whatever for like 12 bucks or whatever. But it's the only way to get the specific packs, and you can use them for standards. So. I do think like what you said, Richard. They're they're very good at keeping like I'm sure they'll be very good at keeping these watered down and bad. But boy, would it be awful if like one time they slip up and we actually get a viable
1: Walker in these uh, in these packs. Well, in in the bigger picture, the precedent worries me because if right. Wizards ever wanted to make a ton of money. You print Jace the Mind Sculptor in one of these decks, and essentially everyone has to go buy those if they want to play standard. Like, it's the easiest way to manipulate the market and make a bunch of money, which was never a concern when everything had to go through standard legal sets. But maybe these Planeswalkers won't be a problem, but there's potential, if this is something that's going to keep happening, standard legal sets outside of expansions, or standard legal cards outside of expansion sets it would be really easy for that to develop into a bad situation, even if these specific sets and planeswalkers aren't going to be a problem.
0: Yeah. I mean, even it, like, let's just say specifically, I mean, forget the planeswalkers, right? I, I know where you're going with this. I just want to kind of expand on this a little bit. W- what about the, like they include, they, they said they're including the two rares, right? That do something and then they fetch a planeswalker, right? What if that actually ends up being like good in a standard where you have legitimately good planeswalkers and you want to go get them, right? Right. Like, if, if that's the only way to get these cards, then you still have a problem. Like, if, let's just say, again, the Planeswalkers or all the other cards are bad, but these two rares are specifically good.
1: Yeah, and I think they also said that they can only search out the specific Planeswalker oh, okay. so that comes in their deck okay, so to that help makes sense. minimize that a little bit. Okay. Uh, but still, the, I just don't like the idea of... Cards going into standard without going through expansion sets. To me, that's right. weird and potentially dangerous. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, we
2: we have stuff like this, right? Like you have the Commander series where yeah. cards go into Commander or Legacy without going through, you know, some big expansion. So I, I think yeah. Wizards, you know, outside of True Name Nemesis, which was their first learning experience, uh, they've kind of nailed it down and. Yeah. I am pretty sure these cards will be terrible. Like yeah. you guys don't see people scrambling for Shivin Dragons for their standard decks. Okay? Like, yes, that's a standard legal card. Right? Like it's just gonna be strictly worse versions of cards you could already play. Because they, they really want casual players to pick these up. They don't want your F and M grinders to kind of like box these
0: casual players right. out of the
2: market, right? Right.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, definitely, Richard. I mean, <laughs> it's just it's it's funny, not that it would happen, but it would just be interesting. We I mean, says we have seen some wonky things happen with the with the numbers on those, like they're in standard technically, but they're not like the Terra Stomper and stuff yeah. like that <laughs>
1: recently. You know? Like, I don't know. That'd be funny. Oh uh, it'd be yeah. awful, but the, the <laughs> I'm sure it would the, be the, funny. Still, the best is definitely when they ban Stoneforge Mystic, unless you played the dual deck in its exact 75-card um, form. Oh my god, imagine, like, you can play this, maybe that's what they
0: should have done. Maybe <laughs> <You're> that's gonna... <laughs> what they should have done, like, added that little fine print, like, you can only play this Planeswalker as is in this set. Like, <laughs> as it comes in the box.
2: Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's not
0: standard legal.
2: <laughs> just make it a, a legacy product <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, but yeah I mean overall I'm I'm really excited I mean we talked about Seth you had a brilliant article about it was basically I mean what I like literally what I said on Twitter it was literally like the last three podcasts in article form it was a brilliant article very well done oh, I mean you. we talked about yeah uh, we talked about last um, week like they need to start taking like just even the preliminary steps like these are the not even, like, very inexpensive, like, things they can do without having to, you know, branch out and do all this stuff. I mean, these are just the necessary steps to take to get to, you know, just get on the right path. I think this is a good step towards really branding the, the product, the you know, magic and re- kind of getting it to a, a larger audience. I do think this is a very good step towards that
1: i i agree i really like the product just that one thing concerns me about being standard legal the other one other thing i wanted to mention about the announcement that we haven't touched on four color legendaries for commander is a pretty big deal because that's something that (laughs) does not exist in magic like you can't if you want to play a four color deck you literally have to play five color deck because there's no four color commanders so it's really exciting that they're finally doing this it's a big deal for commander players
0: yeah and, and for everyone i mean richard kind of touched on this too for everyone we talked about true name nemesis people kind of worry as soon as like you're right rich or seth like these are there's none of these so now all of a sudden like they're getting printed are, are there's going to be enough like are people just going to buy it out like mine sees they really did learn from mine sees. i mean ever since then like there has been a lot of supply on these and i've never had an issue uh purchasing any one of these and there has been some decent cards since True Name Nemesis, and never had really an issue uh, in terms of supply. Yeah. So I, I do think there's going to be enough of them out there that uh, you know maybe you miss one of the waves. That's you know that could happen, but eventually it is going to be saturated.
1: Yeah, you'll be able to get them if you want to. I'm not really concerned yeah. about that. I'm more just excited for the players because that's right, something right. that doesn't exist anymore. But yeah, my my local stores still have. 2015 and even some 2014 still on the shelves. so if you want them they're pretty easy to get yeah yeah exactly so i mean
0: really awesome i mean it's good news for you guys i mean for the commander clash that's going to be amazing so yeah I, i just seems great because four colors is really awesome and it's been something that players especially commander players have been asking for quite some time so i'm really glad they delivered on that can't wait to see what's in there because i mean even i'm interested the last few commander products have been really really good and definitely enticing people that have never played commander you know edh before to really dive in i mean these have been awesome the last few years so i'm really excited about that oh we got through a lot of that uh just other quick notes uh again they rebranded the fat pack it's called the you know, X, you know, set. So in this case, Kaladesh bundle is up to forty two ninety nine now. I-, I think that's more than what it used to be. Does that but sound?
1: I think, I think it is, but I think it also added a booster. It yeah, went up you from nine 10 to ten, 10 boosters. Now.
0: Yes. So, yeah, uh, just wanted to make note of that. And, uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of good things coming out of uh, announcement day today. Uh, Richard, you want to chime in? Any kind of last thoughts from you guys or things that we wanted to discuss um, not really i mean what out of, out of the six
2: new <laughs> products yeah which announcement was most exciting for you
0: I, I think i think it had to be i mean i know there's concerns with that you have about it set but i do think the planeswalker like pre-cons were pretty interesting i mean obviously the two new sets kaladesh aether Revolt, are great but i just like that because it's like a clear sign of them taking the necessary steps to start expanding the product and kind of moving towards everything that we've been so critical about. It's like I love when plans come together and ideas come together and all these suggestions are like realized. Like I love that. That that's just me. I, I really like the the interesting uh, take on the new uh, planeswalker like intro packs. I guess we'll call them.
1: I think for me, the big like standard legal sets are almost by default the most exciting. But out yeah. of the other products. I think it's a commander, just for yeah. the four-color commanders, is really exciting for me. And I'm not, like, a huge commander player, but I've tried to build enough commander decks that it's really frustrating not to have a four-color option. So it fixes a big problem, I think. Yeah, I'm
2: up to agree with Seth there. The Everything else we kind of knew was coming, but the four-color legendaries uh, is super sweet. And I also like the new Planeswalker. Um, it's, she's not, like, a hyper-sexualized person. She's just, like kind of normal-ish, so I, I think that's a good direction for Magic. You know, we have a good mix of characters. Uh, I'm still waiting for, like, the scrawny dude that like doesn't look like he belongs. Uh, maybe that's Jace, um, but the, <laughs> the, the the kind of the range of characters that Magic is showing is, uh, is getting pretty good, and I kind of like the design of the new Planeswalker, but I really want to know what she can actually do. So, hopefully we get some uh, Uncharted Realms or Magic stories with her for the next, you know, in the next couple of weeks while she's still fresh and they don't just shelve her and, you know, we'll hear about her in like four months at PAX or something. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, we, ha- we do have a quite a bit of fish mail, so we wanted to get uh, to that. But uh, yeah, really great discussion overall about all this new stuff. A uh, lot to take in. Ah, uh, we might, you know, we might end up having to talk about it next week too. Or if there's anything that we didn't uh, discuss here, if people want to ask questions, uh, we'll touch on it again. All right. So we have a
2: ton of fishmail. I think we have over 10 fish meals, So we're gonna we're gonna go through them. Super Strap quick. in. Let's let's do this. Uh, at Shades of Hades. How have flashback drafts on Magic Online changed prices? What's the likely case for rare land cycles in the future? Filter lands, fetch lands.
1: Uh, well, I don't think we've had many of the flashbacks that have had expensive land cycles, uh, but in our experience with those in the past, things like fetch lands and filter lands, they don't get too punished. If there was like a whole month of flashbacks of like the original Zendikar, it would matter. But last time they had Zendikar flashbacks, fetches actually went up in price over the course of that week. Uh, so because people, I guess, sold theirs off or were waiting for the flashbacks to buy them and then everyone started buying them. So the price actually increased. So why flashbacks do impact prices for four to six months in some cases, they don't usually do it to major chase cards like Fetchlands and those type of cards. They don't get hurt very much.
2: All right. Uh, at Tom Simmons, Tom Simons, uh, sell a collected company on magic online for 30 plus ticks question mark.
1: Ooh. Uh, yes, Hmm. that's my, I would cash it out. I think it's not going to be anywhere near there once it rotates and it rotates in the fall. So the, the end is going to come before too long, the downward trend towards rotation. That's my opinion.
0: Yeah, I think they, this would probably crash harder on, uh, MTGO than it probably would in paper. Uh, I wouldn't be so hasty to get rid of them in paper, uh, just because I don't feel they're going to decrease, uh. You know, they're not going to decline a huge amount to want to, you know, want me to get rid of them. But yeah, this was an MTGO question. So I agree with you. uh, At Absolute Fantasy, uh,
2: with the Modern Pro Tour canceled, do you think Modern Masters will stop seeing print over the next few
0: years? No, I do think they will keep printing Modern Masters sets, regardless if there's a Modern Pro Tour or not.
2: Yeah, I agree. It's like free money. (laughs)
0: <laughs> they sound like hotcakes.
1: Uh, yep, I agree as well. I uh, it's like Richard said. There's just no reason for them not to. Plus, yeah. there's still a lot of voices yelling about reprints, so it kinda makes those people happy, even if it doesn't have a huge effect. Like it makes it makes it everyone feel like Wizards is doing something to reprint cards, even if it doesn't have that huge of an impact in the real world.
0: Yeah, and, and I mean, modern is still a thing. I mean, without the modern Pro Tour. I mean, it, there's a still a large amount of players uh, that play modern. So, I mean, this uh, – yeah, like Richard said, there's really no reason. I think we're all in agreement here. Uh, even without a pro tour, there's, there's still the demand that's there. Uh, but, yeah, I, I don't see them ever stopping that. All right. Uh, at Marcos
2: PMA, Jace VP is 35 ticks on moto after being 80 plus 1.5 months ago. How long, oh, how low can it go? When should I buy if I want the lowest price?
1: I would keep waiting at this point. I think that it will, like like the Company, will trend down heading into rotation. So I would keep waiting uh, until a few weeks or a month or two after rotation uh, if you want them for older formats. If this particular poster wanted it for standard? Uh, it, well, it wasn't clear. I just wanted to cover all avenues. If you want them for standard, I guess you might as well buy them since it's only legal and standard for another five or six months. So you probably just right. got to buy them now if you need them for standard, even though they will keep trending down towards rotation, I think.
2: All right. Uh, at Olizek, what do you predict for Magic Duels? Is it the Wizards side project or any chance of becoming
0: an eSport? I I don't think... I love the platform of Magic Duels. I think that's what Moto should be. Like, if they were going to do this... I mean, they talked about this Magic uh, Magic Digital Next or whatever. Uh, I do think it has to have that look and feel of Magic Duels. Maybe they, I don't know, kind of combine the two and it's like one thing. I don't know. I just... I don't feel like Magic Duels is the eSport. Although it, it looks and... <laughs> it has... It like plays the role of what it should be for an esport like what moto should be for an esport uh i
2: disagree i guess like it looks better in quotes but not really i mean it just looks like it wasn't made in 1990 but in terms of like (laughs) functionality or you know how visually impressive it is it's still really bad um and it's really slow and laggy not not laggy but like the pace of the game like it takes a long time to execute what you need to do so i don't think it could ever replace magic online and be the place where the pinnacle of magic uh is shown off uh it could be an introductory place for beginners to hmm. to yeah. hop on magic which is what it kind of does now but i think they actually need to rethink things from the ground up if they want something like Hearthstone. Like, just look at the table in Magic Duels and the arena slash table area in Hearthstone, right? Like, yeah. there's clearly very different design philosophies there, and I think Wizards needs that shift. So I don't think they can just take Magic Duels and, you know, showcase it as an esport.
0: Yeah. I, I guess I wasn't super clear. I Maybe you'll agree with me, Richard. I was more of just looking at, like, the aesthetics themselves. I think that's where... I, I was just kind of looking at that on its own. Like, I know it would definitely have to be improved, but I kind of liked how that it definitely is more visual, visually represent. Like, it's a better visual representation of the game than like Moto. I feel like so. I think that would be like where it needs to go. I think it, can, it has further to go, but that's kind of like where specifically I was looking at. Yeah,
2: like if Moto is nineteen ninety five, Magic Duels <laughs> is like. 2001 <laughs> we, we actually don't want 2016 we actually want 2020 here we want to be ahead of the curve right i mean hey i guess we were moving still in the right direction right? yeah slightly better <laughs> uh next question is long give me a second as i parse this picture posted in a tweet <laughs> as someone trying to cheat pat yeah so this is from at pat uh uglo uh, plays paper legacy uh, wants an online version of practice. Missing play sets of Wasteland, Days, and Force of Will. Uh, with EMA, uh, with two thirds being an EMA and Days a possible candidate, uh, is it worth picking up pre-EMA? How much will a Mythic Force of Will affect the price as much as Wasteland, or will a Mythic Force of Will affect price as much as Wasteland at rare? Uh, As an MTG dad, this is the main place I play Legacy, so getting this together is a high priority, but I'd like to avoid losing value if possible.
1: Uh, I would definitely wait on those cards. Yeah. Uh, Being a mythic means Force of Will probably won't get affected as much as a rare just because of supply, but I expect Force of Will, Wasteland, and Days, if it shows up, to all be massively affected, especially Days. I don't know if Days will be reprinted, but if it was, it's going to go from 20, 30 ticks, whatever ridiculous price it is, to... Nothing, basically. The reason it's expensive is because it's so rare and hard to find, but the supply, if it's a common or uncommon, which it almost has to be, would totally crush the price of days. So I would just wait until EMA, maybe two weeks into the three-week run of EMA drafts, and then look to pick it up there. But don't wait too long because they announce this huge legacy festival with... A massive Formoto grand prize of like 3,500 ticks. So I think people will probably be buying into Legacy. So try to time it right about two weeks into the Eternal Masters drafts to get the lowest prices most likely.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I, I think that's great advice. Uh, yeah, I, I would definitely wait um, to what Seth said and, and absolutely agree. All
2: right. Uh, at dance DanceBZDance. Uh, if you redeem a set of Magic Online do you lose the cards on your magic online account? Uh, And the answer is yes. Uh, You're exchanging your digital goods for physical goods, so they will remove uh, your digital goods on the downtime and send you the cards in the mail. Um, At is a the NG. uh, Not a question. (laughs) I imagine the very fair excuse for no coverage at GP Charlotte is the whole bathroom law thing. Ugh. Uh, I mean, it's possible. Uh, I, yeah. I don't, I don't know. know. Maybe I. I don't think so. I think they were planning not to do it, and this was just a nice, <laughs> yeah, a, a nice co assigning nice, yeah. political exactly. issue to just say, "Oh, yeah, this is this is not <laughs> our fault."
1: The the good news is GPLA is the same weekend, and Channel Fireball has decided at the last minute, I guess, to do coverage of it. So there will hey. be mo- there will be modern coverage. It wasn't originally scheduled to be, but so check that out. GPLA this weekend for modern.
0: Yeah, there we go.
2: All right, uh, at Jeff in Ohio, uh, who's the artist for the goldfish art? I really enjoy. Would like to know. Uh, so the goldfish art is by Richard. Kuwak, I may be butchering his name, I'm sorry, uh, you can find him uh, at Podgy Panda. Uh, Podgypanda, Panda is a character that uh, he creates, uh, you see him posting from time to time on Reddit, uh, you can go to his site as well, Podgypanda.com, so huge shout out to him, he does all the uh, fish art that uh, you know, so the logo, the fish in the suit, uh, the ancestral recall fish, etc, cetera, etc, cetera, is all him, so... Say hi to him and say thanks for making an awesome fish.
0: Yeah, sweet. Well done, uh, Panda. uh, From email,
2: Joshua, last name withheld. Are rare land cycles necessary to sell sets? In other words, if a set was released with no rare land cycle, would it just end up with less sets being opened and therefore higher costs for other cards?
0: Hmm. Well, with no rare land cycle, there there is the the side effect that there is a higher cost of other cards i mean we saw this in oath of the gate watch uh but i don't think you need a rare land cycle in every set to sell a set i mean to be honest with you i don't think there was even a rare land cycle in shadows over innistrat i still would have bought it <laughs> that's how good the set was even without a rare land cycle
1: yeah i agree i don't think you have to have one i think it's more that rare land cycles are important for standard so they right. show up every set or every other set but like you said something's gonna eat up that value so if you don't have fetch lands in cons of Tarkir you're gonna have more expensive siege rhinos and mantis riders that's just how how the math works and the expected value stuff works so
2: yeah I agree with you guys I don't after seeing evolving wilds so many times on camera I, I think <laughs> we don't need dual lands anymore i, I think we we have we are content with evolving wilds and and that is actually pretty good fixing so we we went from <laughs> straight from fetchland to evolving wilds we survived uh so i don't i don't think a good rare land cycle is absolutely necessary yeah uh luke palmer i have a financial question uh i have an opportunity to pre-order a box of eternal masters for a bit of a discount uh, i'm personally not too interested in other formats uh, as I mainly play standard and draft but I was wondering how long it would take for me to be able to turn a profit from stashing it away for a few years What's your opinion on buying sealed product and sitting on it?
1: Ooh, that's <sighs> that's a hard question uh,
0: I don't really I, I there are other people that are that do deal in you know sealed product there's a lot of literature out there I know you've wrote a little bit about that Seth but I, I don't really do that. I don't so I couldn't really recommend something that I don't do to someone else. I'm not saying it it wouldn't be profitable or something that is worth doing. but that's just not something I do because i just I just don't like the fact of just having my you know investment tied up like that and just sitting in a closet. I mean, this isn't one to one stocks. I mean, this is not like the same thing. So I mean, it kind of is. I mean, if you're into that, like, if you want, it is a little safer. But that's just not what I like to personally do. And I
1: wouldn't even know how long to tell you to hold it, to be honest with you. I, I do like the idea of investing in sealed product. But I think as far as Eternal Masters in specific, we don't really have enough information. If you had bought the original Modern Masters at a discount you would have made money within a year or two and made a decent amount of money. If you had done that with modern masters 2015, you still wouldn't have made a profit. They're still going for less than MSRP on eBay right now. So we just don't know if eternal masters is going to be more the original more, the later what cards are in the set. So it's just too early for me to tell you anything. So I would take a wait and see attitude. If, personally if i was going to buy eternal masters today and had to make a decision i would just buy it because i wanted to open a box and not with the plan of making money on it yeah i mean like i said it's not something
0: i do it's there's definitely good choices to make if i were to 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 expand on the question i guess if i were to look at a sealed product to stash away if i was going to do that uh, I felt that was going to be a good investment. I would be looking at Magic Origins rather than Eternal Masters, uh, but that's just me. I, I think Eternal Master Magic Origin boxes are really, really good in terms of like uh, gaining value over the next few years or even a year. I think that's it. Is that is that all the fish meal? That's all fish meal. We we got oh, through all the questions. We did it.
2: We did it. <laughs> So if you want to send fish mail, tweet at mtggoldfish, hashtag mtgfishmail, and uh, we'll read your questions on air and answer them.
0: Yeah. Or, yeah, you could do what Pat did. And <laughs> get around the... Uh, yeah, no, no,
2: no, none of this, like, <laughs> send me a book in picture form and tweet it. You got, you have 140 characters. You gotta yeah. condense your question right down to the essentials and send it. <laughs> Yeah, so pictures and tweets angers, Richard. <laughs> it doesn't anger me, but it's, no, it's no, just no. We, we gotta parse it all through. And there's usually just like one question in there. So yeah. if you just ask the
0: question directly, it's much easier. <laughs> no, but yeah, really good questions from everyone. Thank you uh for sending them in every week. We love to answer them. Uh yeah, they've have been really good recently. I mean, they they always are pretty good, but it just feels recently they're really, really good. Maybe this is there's just so many of them. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but yeah, I, uh, gentlemen, I think that's it. Um, anything else that we wanted to talk about at the door? Is it's not really anything else. Uh, financial things. Seth uh, Nahiri's up big. Obviously, won the the SCG, uh, won SCG Indy, the the modern uh, Open. Looked really good. I mean looks pretty good in, in modern i don't think it's going to be a 40 or 50 or 60 uh, i saw you know james uh, uh, a uh, mutual friend on twitter saying 75 dollars i that's just crazy to me but uh it's a yeah. good walker it's definitely a good investment at 10 dollars 15 dollars but I, I do think it'll start there's a lot of hype around it and rightfully so it is good but it will start trending back down, I think, a little bit. I, I mean, we've compared this to Gideon a lot of the time, Seth. So, I mean, it, it basically it has happened that way so far.
1: Yeah, uh, although it does have some more right. modern and legacy demand than Gideon, I think the most interesting part about it for me isn't necessarily the finance, but it seems like another example of a card that was very well balanced for standard like the yeah. pl- two pluses to ultimate is fine in standard when you're getting a dragon lord of or, or something but it is pretty powerful in modern when you can stall out pretty easily with lingering souls and counter spells and just plus it twice and get an emerald and win the game so i think uh it's way better than anyone or especially definitely than i thought in modern because of that the numbers line up really well in emerald formats well, yeah. What do you
2: guys think of the supporting cards slash the counters? So Nahiri's bestie Emrakul, Uh Hallowed Moonlight counters Nahiri, To the Slaughter <laughs> counters Nahiri as well. You can actually get that Emrakul sacrifice at instant speed or uh, Nahiri herself. Uh, do, so do you guys think she's actually going to be a force and there'll be movement around kind of the supporting cards? Like obviously Nahiri is going through the roof, but what about the cards you need with her?
0: I, I do think that can happen. I, I don't know. I mean, it, it did win the SCG. Like, it did win SCG Indy. It won the event. But, again, I mean, and it has seen some play in the past few weeks, and even in Legacy of Modern. There isn't a huge sample size yet to, to say, like, this is solidified, like, a good card, like, going forward. This is something that we're going to need to uh, combat and deal with on a, you know, week-in, week-out basis. Um but yeah, I do I do see that that can happen. I mean it has happened before. Um yeah, even cards like Graph Digger's Cage, I've been hearing, that's just I mean, it's good against company and now it, it also is good against Nahiri. I think that's a pretty good one to grab if if you need them now before, you know, the rush to go grab them. But I mean I do see that happening, yeah.
1: As far as Emrakul in specific, it's usually a one-of, so I wouldn't right. imagine Emrakul to spike too much from it. More interesting to me would probably be some of the powerful blue control cards, Cryptics, Remands, yeah. because uh, those benefit not just from the Nahiri decks, but also from everyone trying these Ancestral Vision slash Sword of the Meek decks as well. So they've all of a sudden got a lot of- in modern uh, when they were kind of on the fringe of the format for quite a while. And now all of a sudden you're seeing remands and cryptic commands again. So I keep my eyes on those. I don't know if I'd go deep on them. They've been recently or semi-recently reprinted. So I don't know if I'd go super deep because there is a lot of supply, but I keep my eye on them. Yeah. Uh,
0: I had someone tweet at me. It's actually really interesting. I, I mean, again, this is not something I would go deep on, but to grab, um, I would definitely wait to see for eternal masters, although I doubt it. Uh, but someone was saying Venser Shaper Savant is actually pretty good against Nahiri, and I mean, at first, at first thought, I was like, yeah, I guess. But then I looked at it more. I mean, it seems pretty good. I don't know if that's ex- actually going to be a thing. But isn't Venser like five band? How much is Venser? Four or five? Four. Well, how, just you bounce
1: Nahiri. What is it? I that guess. Makes- I mean, I, I. That's what I asked. Uh, I guess it's okay, but I mean, I guess it's just good <laughs> Good in the way it's good against any permanent that you can right. bounce. I don't yeah. know why it's I was specifically...
0: Like, uh, I guess, yeah. <laughs> I mean, again, this was recommended to me, but I mean, I'm I'm more looking at the cards like Graph Digger's Cage and stuff like that, uh, that are just good in general. Any deck can play them. That's a bad
2: card, though, because uh, Nahiri is red and white, and what kind of cards do red and white decks deal with easily? <laughs> Artifacts. Can you somehow tap an artifact that doesn't actually tap and kill it?
1: Twiddle. <laughs> <laughs> you need need to stock up Go on Twiddle. On twiddles. Yeah.
0: Four X <laughs> Twiddle sideboard to get rid of that pesky graph <laughs> diggers cage. Or you know, you could use like a good card like smash the smitheries or something. <laughs> uh but yeah, I mean, yeah, Nahiri's a thing. I don't really yeah, I guess like anything I guess that's why they this uh this person recommended it. Because it's just good against permanents and planeswalkers. I don't know. But, I mean, Nahiri does, you know, get up to pretty high
1: loyalties pretty quickly. So, I guess, like, it's decent as a reset button. I don't know. It's kind of funny that she she is what everyone was hyping narset to be like everyone was so hyped about (laughs) narset and like it's gonna break modern and legacy and nothing happened and now everyone was kind of like lukewarm on the hearing people are playing her and miracles and legacy and getting emerald and modern so it's kind of funny how that ended up working out
0: yeah yeah uh i think uh yeah, I think, I mean, that was a really good discussion. I, again, yeah, I think it, it will come down a bit. So I, I'm not, I wouldn't be so eager to go rush out and get 50, you know, $40 copies of Nairi. But uh, if you had some, uh, I would probably sell them, to be honest with you. <laughs> I, I mean, if you're not using them uh, and then kind of wait for a while. But if not, I mean, obviously hold on to them. All right, so we will do this again next week. Again, thank you, everyone, for the uh, the fish mail. Always great to talk with you gentlemen. Uh, So yeah, we'll do this next week. This is going to be the MTG Goldfish Crew signing out.